Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I'm going to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. My guests share personal stories and wisdom, and in 2023, we're focusing on mental health from a Christian perspective. Let's get started. Again, I'm not saying this guy was bad. I don't mean it like that. I don't know, but I knew I felt wrong and I felt very uncomfortable and I didn't feel safe. And then I started praying and what does God do? He sends people, like you said, he sends people to help protect me because at the time I was thinking about, oh, well, I don't want to hurt friendships or this guy is a friend of my friends. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to come off rude. But now I am learning and over the years I have learned that those thoughts the devil tries to kind of put there and stop you from being rude because as Christians, we're supposed to be nice and kind and polite. And so so that was a big learning lesson for me that I'm never going to let the devil put thoughts like that into my head. When I know something is wrong, I don't care if I'm rude. I don't care if I come off, you know, judgmental. I don't care how it comes off in that moment. I want to take care of myself first because God is there to protect me and he is giving me the discernment to know something is not right. So that was a a lesson learned. So you made a couple of really good points here about um, conversational tools in our toolbox, right? Mm -hmm. So this person wasn't doing anything wrong, right? And a lot of people lean on that. Well, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong, Mm -hmm. right? And you think, well, maybe I'm just crazy because not doing anything wrong. But that person wasn't doing anything wrong. However, you made a clear statement. Hey, you know, I don't know you that well. Um, Do you mind scoot back a little bit because you're awfully close, right? We own our own personal space. It is not impolite to establish our personal space. If people don't understand that the hula hoop around you exists, tell them where it is. It's okay to say, hey, I just met you and or or gosh, you know what? I hate craning my neck this way. I'm going to sit over here. Why don't you sit there? Right. Um, or I'm going to go outside because there's fresh air out there and people will hear me scream. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, you can establish verbally in a polite way, your boundary. And and here's the thing. If someone argues with your boundary or ignores your boundary, that's a clue. And and sometimes it's not a clue they're there to attack you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a clue that they need to learn a lesson about boundaries. (laughs) But it's a clue that you are not aligned in this situation. And they are either out to defend their own honor by convincing you that you're wrong, which is not acceptable, or they are actually out to hurt you in some way, which is also not acceptable or to to press you into their needs. Um, So yeah, I think that's a great way to start. First tool in the toolbox, super easy, pray, right? Mm-hmm. We always pray on God. We keep our hand on our bodyguard. Our bodyguard is God. Mm-hmm. We let go of his hand, start running another direction. Well, crap, then he's got to keep up, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible example because God's not present, but you know what I mean. It's like, okay, let's, let's keep our hand on God and, and ask him for help. 
and then speak, pray, speak and, and establish, Hey, you know, just so you know, this is awkward and let's shift. So it's not right. If they follow that lead, if they're okay with that, then, you know, go forward again, you know, we still want to stay aware, right? Don't relax into it too much, but if they're not okay, if they're, if they, you know, question or challenge that boundary, or if they ignore that boundary, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to take further steps at that point, um, because they, they need to recognize that. Thank you for that. So what's another tool, um, that we could use? What if, what if, um, the Mormons hadn't shown up, what could you have done, um, to, you know, if this guy made a, a move or something, you've got this kid there, it's you, um, what would have your, what would your next step be now that you know what you know? Um, the great thing about where they live was they were kind of right across the street from a little park. Um, mm -hmm. if he had persisted and they hadn't shown up, my next thought was to go ahead and take her and go play at the park until my friends got home. And I was hoping you would thought. go there. Yeah, that's so cool because, um, you know, it's funny. We think self-defense and we think physical interaction, mm -hmm. right? Um, but that's not always necessary. Self-defense comes in all forms. Oh, yeah, we use our words, we use our prayer, and we use our awareness of our surroundings. Where is the nearest escape? Where is the nearest group of people? Mm -hmm. um, and you, you were able to think about that and know where to go, how to get there. I love that. Yeah. That yeah. is so helpful. Yeah. So You don't have to always use what we call a weapon. You don't always right? have to use, you know, your hands or your feet or a book or a pencil or even further than that. I don't know what we're allowed to say and not say on. <laughs> I don't know, but some of the recommendations that people have made, I'm like, <laughs> but <laughs> even as I did it, I'd be like, <laughs> you don't have to always use a weapon. A lot of times it is just removing yourself from that situation and doing it the best and quickest way you can. Um, with most attacks, even if you're in the middle of an attack, the best way is to remove yourself. The first thing I teach a lot of young ladies is to run. It doesn't matter. Even if your brain can't process anything else or think of the next step to do, if you're able to run, run, start running, just remove yourself from that situation right there. Now I'm yeah. not saying that they can't follow you or, or there's next steps to that. I'm not saying that part, but if you can't yeah. think of anything else, remove yourself, whether you, you know, walk away, whether you go knock on your neighbor's door or if you're in a dorm and you go run down the hallway to the commons area or like like I would have done in the next step, go to a public area, park, go into a store, whatever you need to do, remove yourself from that scenario. And that's yeah. kind of an, another next step. If you can't think of anything else to do, remove yourself. And you know what? We don't have to uh, worry about people judging us for that. We don't have to worry about people thinking we're crazy. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Why are you running? Right? Doesn't matter. Uh, because the world we live in, unfortunately, has um, way more therapists than I think God ever intended um, who are working diligently to heal people from trauma. 
um, that happened when they they weren't aware and they didn't get away. Um, So you know what? He may be a really nice guy and it may be a misunderstanding or she may be a really nice girl and it may be a misunderstanding, but get your butt out of there and deal with it later. It's okay um, to respond, you know, caveman style. (laughs) Um, Let me just ask though, uh, how often do you think the, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they want to carry some kind of weapon, right? I want to carry mace. I want to carry something um, that I need to register somewhere, right? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people do that. How often do you think people are really trained and prepared to use them uh, versus how often they actually get used on people? Uh, yeah that's that's personally what i don't carry one i'm afraid that i would not um i wouldn't do it and so it would end up used on me yeah that is a perfect scenario right there um i am a huge advocate i'm just going to say that i -hmm. support whether you want to carry or not carry but i i am an advocate of it and i am an advocate of the proper training to do so because if you don't have the proper training with whatever tool you're wanting to use, I'll just call them tools. We'll just keep with that. <laughs> whatever tool you want to use, if you don't have the proper training, it is very likely that the attacker will use it against you instead of you using it against them. Instead of you using it to protect yourself, it will become something used against you. So if you don't practice with that tool, it's almost useless to you. Yeah. Or you will fiddle with it so much that you'll be distracted when you should be paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, every every little boy gets a little something to carry in his pocket. Right. Yeah. And um, I remember telling this little boy, honey, that's going to basically it'll help you uh, cut through string. <laughs> your best defense is to stay on the bike and pay attention to the, your surroundings, you know. Um, and we do, we, we need to, our, this right here is the best thing yeah. that we have. You protect. are your first number one weapon, you, yourself, and that's right. your mind. You are your first number one weapon. That is the first thing you should be training and, and working on. That's why situational awareness is such a big deal because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're just being paranoid with all these scenarios you think about. No, I'm not being paranoid. I see what's happening in the world. I see what's happened on the news. And okay, if it's happened five times at five different Walmarts, it can happen in one of our Walmarts. So I'll run through those scenarios. And so that is my first weapon I start training with. I start training my mind. Um, I know a big one right now. I keep mentioning. I don't know if I should mention that name. I'm sorry. I didn't even think of that. A lot of women have gone into stores and they see someone following them and their kids around and they get nervous. And then some of them even go as far as going out to the car and they see a big van next to their vehicle or pulling around or following them. That's happening a ton um, and over and over in different areas. And Oklahoma in 2020, their statistics almost doubled in those types of attacks and abductions. And so, yes, that is a scenario I go over in my mind to practice for that situational awareness. When I'm in Walmart, I'm kind of looking around. Is there anybody that looks maybe like they're following me a little too much? 
if I ran into them in one aisle, that's not a big deal. That's, that's just, we, we cross paths two aisles. Then I start to, okay, is this just a coincidence by three or four aisles of running into them or them following me? That is when my brain kicks into gear on what do I need to do? What steps do I need to take? It could be nothing like we talked about, but I'm going to take care of myself and my kids first. And then if it's nothing, we'll deal with that later. And so because that happens so much, that's a scenario I practice in my own head. And I've started working with ladies on those scenarios. So if it's on the news and it's happened, that's the scenario that I'm now working on in my head, working on this toolbox first, working on this weapon first. Um, I might work with my other tools after. Um, Actually, I usually do. Let's just be honest. If I feel like I need to, I'll practice with my other tools for those scenarios. But my first one I practice with is just scenarios in my head. What can I do? What steps can I take? What what will keep me safe? What should I do instead of just being blind and walking out to my car and potentially getting abducted or my kids getting abducted? What steps do I take in these stores? Yeah. And and I want to say, just like you said, you know, we love Walmart. Obviously, we yeah. go there all the time. <laughs> I shop at Walmart all the time. <laughs> Give me some of those new sandals, man. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we do. But but that is because it's such a common place. Yeah. For people to go, it's an easy scenario to, you know, envision, right? Yeah. I know the aisles that you're talking about because I walk down those aisles. Um, so definitely, you know, keep shopping, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, keep paying attention. It is normal um, in at least in the U.S. It's even if your shopping list is exactly like the shopping list of the person next to you. Mm-hmm. After you've seen a stranger in a couple of aisles, one of you is going to divert your path. And it would just be really weird if you just diverted your path to the exact same place again. Mm-hmm. Right. So you start to get that feeling of weirdness. Mm-hmm. It's OK to pay a little extra attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are things, um, well, practice, right? Practice overcomes fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, the, the reason we feel afraid a lot of times is because we feel incompetent to handle a situation. Um, it's not, our, our fears are generally about us. Um, and if I feel more competent because I've actually practiced doing something mm-hmm. over and over, not just talking about what I would do, but literally practicing the motion, yeah. Um, then my fear isn't so much anymore because I've literally practiced the motion a few times. And so my body knows what to do without me having to tell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I just practice the motion. Every time I walk into any public place, I'm noticing where the exits are. I'm noticing, you know, who's around me. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have to constantly be on hypervigilance, which yeah. is a problem when you've been through trauma. Sometimes you're on hypervigilance and you feel the walls closing in because you're just so, you know, you see an, an enemy in every corner, right? We don't have to live like that. Our God is our defender. And in situations where, you know, we don't know what to do, he's going to send somebody, he's going to send a way out. A problem with having been through trauma, people who've who've actually experienced trauma, um, one of the problems that they end up having repeated trauma is because when we've been in a situation we couldn't 
get out of. We weren't capable yet. We hadn't been trained yet. We didn't know what to do. We were more afraid than confident. When we've been in a situation we couldn't get out of, we tend to not see an out even when it's staring us in the face. And so we, we can end up in situations again. So I'm not trying to promote like that, that walking around in terror yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but practice, practice noticing the exits, practice noticing um, where you could go, practice noticing who you could call on. Um, and practice noticing those people who mysteriously appear in the last four aisles that you've been in, uh, you know, or those vans who seem to be following you around because yes, it, it's not something that's happening in the world. There are people in your life who have experienced things that should not have happened mm-hmm. and that should not happen to your family. So it's happening, you know, the bad things happen in your town. And they don't have to happen to you. You can be aware. In fact, they don't happen to have to happen to anybody you know, because you can share this video. Mm-hmm. You can um, practice things together, feel a little silly, right? Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, have, feeling a little silly and laughing together as you do this. Absolutely. And Absolutely. still doing it. Mm-hmm. actually builds your confidence and makes you go, ah, we're in this together. We can handle this. Yeah. Right. Um, you don't want to be your friend, friend later and say, I didn't protect myself. You want to tell your friend later. Yeah. I was walking like this and that guy looked shady, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to tell good stories. So, uh, thank you for that. That good, good scenario. Well, uh, so for the people I, I know that uh, when we were talking about this, one of the things that came up was, you know, there are different opinions, right, on on what we should do, what we should use, how much force we should use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know where I'm going. If anything happens to me, I'm going to mm-hmm. go to heaven. So, uh, you know, I don't know if this person uh, who's coming at me would. So, you know, maybe I should sacrifice my life for that person, whatever. Um, so there are different opinions on that. And, and we could go all day. Yeah. Um, not really getting to a, an agreement if we're coming from different sides. Yeah. So tell me a, a scripture or two that can guide me when I have conversations with God and I say, Lord, show me what you would want me to do. Show me what I am capable of doing using the, the gifts you've given me. Um, what, what scriptures can I start with? Um, I have a couple, but I just want to say that in self-defense, whatever it is and whatever you choose to do, that's between you and God. That's your personal relationship. So like you said, every single person is going to protect themselves differently than the next. No two people are the same. Even if somehow we end up using the same type of weapon, we won't defend ourselves in the same way because right. we're all different in, in the way our bodies work and the way our minds work, but also in our spiritual aspect. Your self-defense is what you're going to do is Basically, it comes down to your relationship with Christ, whatever you feel you can do or should do. A lot of people will go to the scripture and, you know, turn, turn the other cheek. And that that's OK. If that's the scripture that you think you want to go with, then turn the other cheek. That's 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 OK. Um, but I have a few. I love Psalms. 
because the Psalms are just beautiful anyways. But in Psalms, it talks throughout of do not be afraid. Do not walk in fear. Um, so I know this one, everybody has probably heard Psalms 23, 4 at some point. Even though mm-hmm. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort and console me. And I really love that because I fear no evil because God is with me. But it doesn't say there's absence of those valleys, those scary times, those darkness. There's not absence of that, but he's still with me in that. And it says your rod and your staff. Well, I mean, Jesus walked the earth and he had a staff. So that is a physical, carnal thing. And although I don't carry a staff per se, I have something that would be comparable to a staff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I fully believe that when you study Psalms even more in that area, that it is okay for me to have that staff. It is okay for me to protect myself with that because, um, I mean, the devil will use people and things to try to stop you and attack you. And yes, my battle is supposed to be spiritual first, that, that spiritual realm, the spiritual warfare, but there's not absence of the physical either. Um, Psalms 82, three through four, um, it says, vindicate the weak and fatherless, do justice and maintain the rights of the afflicted. That's right. Rescue so, the weak and needy. Right? Yes, it says rescue the weak and needy. Rescue them from the hands of wicked doers. And that's another one that's it's telling me. And again, I'm not just talking about the one scripture. I study a lot of Psalms. And when, I, when I'm talking about a scripture, I really hope you go read more than just the scripture I'm saying. Go read before and go read after for the context. But I fully believe that God is telling me right there that part of my job when he calls me to is to, like it says, rescue the weak and needy. Rescue them from the hands of wicked doers. I'm supposed to vindicate the weak. I'm supposed to do justice and maintain the rights of the afflicted. And I know that is a calling specifically to me. Um, I'm not saying that's a calling for everybody, but I feel called to help protect people. I feel called to, you know, do justice and maintain rights. I feel called to help the weak and needy. That is an area I know God has called me to. And that's why I love teaching self-defense and situational awareness and refuse to be a victim and all of the different classes. I love teaching because in scriptures like this, I know what God is calling me to do. You know, that's one of the most wonderful things about reading the scripture is, is it all applies to some aspect of our life, right? But that there are, or some aspect of our understanding of God, sometimes, you know, I, I have to go, Lord, what were you doing here? Well, <laughs> you know, but, but it all, it's all applicable. But every so often you run across something that you're like, oh, that just set my heart on fire. I am so excited. This is me, you know, and I have a couple that, that really speak to me about what God wants to do with my life, you know, what he's done and, and through me and what he's doing. And so I can, you read that and I can just tingle all over with the resonation of how that is a call on your life, because not only do you um, teach people how to protect themselves and how to protect their families, but you also 
teach people um, how to listen to God, how to be aware of him, how to lean on God. God, again and again, in the Old Testament, especially even in the new, he said, you know, I just wanted to protect you. I wanted to take care of you. I wanted to show you how to profit, but you didn't come to me. You know, I mean, Jesus cried that same cry on the hill over Jerusalem saying, I wanted to take you under my wings and you just wouldn't do it. You know, and, and so you teach people to lean on him. And then at the same time, you've just been going through your getting your psychology degree and and doing your internship and and now you're you're coaching people toward healing when bad things already happened mm -hmm. you know there's no shame there's no shame in um, being vulnerable and being in a situation that you weren't equipped to deal with mm -hmm. um, and there's, you know, but now there is healing, right? There is a learning from this point forward, how you would protect that, that person you were back then. Um, you know, if, if something were to happen today, how you would protect this person. And, um, and so you help people heal. I love that, that holistic approach that you take. That's just beautiful to me. If people want to reach out to you for guidance, for um, questions, for training, um, or for coaching, where where would they go? Um, right now, I just have a Facebook, my website um, post or whatever they're called, just sold out. So I'm on D's Defense LLC Facebook page. Um, my email is also D's Defense LLC at gmail.com. Um, also, if you happen to find me on my personal Facebook at Lisa D's, I respond to messages on a lot of platforms. And then if it's purely just needing someone to visit with or pray with or mental health, um, we have a beautifully blessed women's ministry Facebook page for Williga Assembly of God. And I do a lot of kind of online just prayer requests and just, hey, you know, this situation happened. Can you help me out or hey, you know, this happened. I really need prayer, but also I need guidance. And that's a lot of what I do there. So there are some neat people in that group. My mama is one of them. <laughs> yes. oh, I love that group. It's beautiful. Uh, you have been such a blessing to my family and I'm so grateful for you. And I just ask God to continue to bless you and your family. And um, if anyone out there is, you know, if you need to talk, if you need prayer, reach out uh, to either of us mm -hmm. on Facebook mm -hmm. and we're here to pray for you. We'll, you know, give you whatever resources we have at our hands. And if you have um, something that you would like to share about staying mentally healthy, preventing further trauma um, and, you know, keeping your head where it needs to be, then reach out because I would love to talk to you and, maybe share you with our listeners. God bless you today. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and join me for two-minute daily devotionals Monday through Friday at onemomentwiser.com. That's the digit one momentwiser.com. Dot com or on social media at One Moment Wiser. If you have a story you'd like to share, I would love to hear it. 
Just use the contact page at onemomentwiser.com. God bless you.